Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Monday edition of the Blitz here, and we're talking ball, baby. The Steelers victorious once again in the preseason on a Saturday night. Another uh, dramatic victory, if you will. And joining us uh, to discuss, as he is kind enough to do, mostly on Mondays here on this program, he's one-third of the Migos. Of course, you guys already know I'm talking about Chris Carter. Now with the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, the Locked on Steelers podcast. Saw him on WPXI last night. He's busy, but never too busy for us, Mozi. I mean, what a guy. CC, what's up, cousin? What's up, boys? Glad to get the Migos back in business. How are we Mama. doing on this fine Monday? Man, I'm feeling <laughs> great over here. I, anytime I get to hear your voice and see Wes's face, man, it's just a great situation for me right now. So salute both of y'all. <laughs> yes, we're back into our, our regular scheduled programming here. Back, We have left the fields of St. Vincent College, and we are back in the Bridgeville studios and uh, got our buddy Chris Carter to break it all down with us here. Chris, let's jump right into it. Saturday, another victory for the Steelers. Plenty of good. I think some concerns there too, but let's start with some positives. Um, Man, I tell you what, quarterback play, I I continue to be encouraged as as we roll along through this thing. you know what? It was. It, it's been tough to evaluate Mitch Trubisky. I think particularly on Saturday night because he was running for his life. But I think at that same time he showcased some of those mobility elements and elusive elements to his game that are going to come in in use this season. Kenny Pickett comes in and, and picks up right where he left off the previous week and puts in another solid performance. And then Mason Rudolph able to uh, to go out there and, and, and nab the victory for the Steelers and lead that drive at the end of the game. Um, I continue to be encouraged by by what we're seeing from from the quarterback position as we get more and more into this preseason. I, I think there's every reason to be encouraged, Wes. I mean, they're playing they're playing well. They're making smart decisions. Uh, you're not seeing these ridiculous turnovers. Actually, now that I think of it, have any of them thrown an interception yet? I know Mason Rupp almost threw one in the Seattle Seahawks game that should have been picked off, but still, I mean, you look at it. You know, Kenny Pickett, his only incompletion Saturday was the was the spike. Uh, it's been very efficient. And I'll also say, you know, Mr. Trubisky, he hasn't looked completely rattled with the pressure that's been on him. Now, granted, those were just for, you know, a, a small amount of snaps in the first quarter of a preseason game. Uh, but you're right. He, he's, he seems to be handling it. He's using his mobility. 
But look at Kenny Pickett. I mean, you know, everyone was talking about the really, really bad rep that Kendrick Green had where, you know, the defensive tackle just walked right past him and he looked like he didn't even get a hand on him and he flipped up a gap. But that was one of Kenny's best plays because he, he quickly was like, oh, press pressure in my face, and he threw it and completed it for a good game. Like, that's the thing about Kenny Pickett is that, you know, and I, I said this when they were before, before they drafted him, when they were drafted. He's one of the toughest guys out there. He's one of the best processing quarterbacks that I saw in all college football last year, and that's why I think he was going to be the first quarterback off the board. But, you know, this is uh, this has been a very good showing to see, like, hey, guys, you're not going to – you know, if this was Ben Roethlisberger, that would have been a lot of trouble. That would be like, oh, boy, this is going to be rough. But, you know, again, old Ben Roethlisberger, young Ben Roethlisberger, I mean, he dealt with this with the Chris Kimoatu days of – the early t- of, of the late 2000s and the early Ben Roethlisberger days. But these quarterbacks, they're kind of in that era of their careers where they have the mobility, they have the opportunity to make people miss and to keep their eyes downfield. I like what I'm seeing with how they're handling it. And I, as I was saying in my Locked On Steelers episode for this morning, this group, this offensive line can get better. I still don't think they're ever going to be with, this, with these particular guys. I don't think they're not going to be you know, in the elite category anytime soon. But I do think there's a chance that these guys could mold up and at least be, you know, solid middle of the middle of the league offensive line. They just aren't that right now. Yeah, and I also say that that Jacksonville Jaguars uh, D line is really good. Um, this is one Ooh, of those matches where man. we thought we were going to get a chance to see just how good or how much more, you know, growth this offensive line needed. And to me, I think that they failed that test. But it was good to at least know okay, we still got a lot more room to go. And that's completely fine. I mean, it's all in that context. And I think that as the game progressed, we saw some of the different things that uh, we could do to combat some of that pressure and some of that mismatch up front. But um, what I wanted to ask you, though, Chris, was now that we've seen these quarterbacks for two weeks in a row, we've seen it with various groupings and different adversity that they've had to overcome at various points in these games. How do you have it going into this last week? Ah, man. I I really think that this I, I really think that there's going to be the adversity right now that they need to overcome is they need to show some togetherness. I, I think one thing that I think you might see a lot more is Kevin Dotson playing left guard if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to they need to see they need to see some sort of synergy from this offensive line. The communication, the the uh, the ability to be aggressive, but also to be dutiful and and you know diligent on their assignments because you know if they're giving up inside gaps the way they did in this last game. It's going to be a rough season, but like you said, Josh Allen, uh, Trevon Walker, Kevon Chase, like the, that was a that was a, a group that they're not going to have. To, they're, they're not too Arden Key was coming off the bench like for them, that. dudes. Like just think, Arden, Arden Key Arden, off the bench, like Arden Key. <laughs> like, they, they definitely had some depth right there, man. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and that's the thing. You put things into perspective. Also, you know, some people were saying, "Oh, Dan Morgan." They saw him get beat a couple of times. You know what? I, I thought. For a few snaps, like you know, he, he, like that's him going up against Josh Allen. Like I expect Josh. If I was the Jaguars, and Josh I better Josh be cooking Allen him. Crush, yes, exactly. Like if I, if, if I was a Jaguars fan and I didn't see Josh Allen absolutely demolish a second year fourth round, I'm uh, looking at tackle, Josh different. Ooh. Yep. Right. Exactly. Mm. So like again, I'm not crushing these guys for it. Do they need to get better? Absolutely. But you know, I think right now the biggest thing you're going up against the Lions team. Come out and and, and show some chutzpah. You, you, you get get some uh get some, get the run game going. Make sure that you're giving your your guys more opportunities to throw the ball and show put on some good tapes so that you can be like, okay, we have we have a foundation to build off of. That's for them. Um, but I, I also think that one thing people might be overlooking, people are thinking, oh, it's the last season game, so you'll probably just see a lot more of Kenny and Mason. I, I think this is going to be a game where you see a lot more of Mitch too. Like I, I think you're gonna this, the Steelers will want to like, hey, you're not Ben Roethlisberger. You haven't been. This isn't your office offense for the last 18 years. 
you gotta you gotta get this chemistry going. So um, I'm I'm intrigued to see how much the first team offense goes and how much success they can get going just being in rhythm um, because I think that would be encouraging for them to to show to, to show some things like hey this is what we can do when we're getting to rolling. Um, also, we haven't seen the offense in a preseason game with Najee Harris. I think they'd like to see that as well. No, fair enough. And I did want to uh, spin the block and go right back to those reps at quarterback because you said that you think that we'll see more of Mitch this upcoming week. But I wanted to ask, what was your um, initial reaction to the amount of snaps that Mace, I mean, that uh, Kenny had? He literally played two series, I think it was like eight plays total, and that was it. So, you know, I personally, like, you know, as an evaluator, a person who studies this and works in the, in the field where you have to study this stuff and give reactions, of course I wanted to see more. But I also wasn't surprised because I know Mike Salmon has this thing where it's like, hey, we're grooming these guys. We're getting these guys ready to, 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 to grow into this position. You know, in the first game, Kenny Pickett got a lot more reps against second and third string guys. And that was his opportunity to kind of get the feel for that. Now, this was his chance to play opponents against the first team. And it's like, okay, we're going to give you a small sample size and see how you handle that small sample size. Also give Mason more time with, you know, with the guys behind them just to give him a, a shot to see how he handles that, that type of uh, uh, job and assignment. And I think it's not just not a skill point, but also a mentality standpoint. How does Mason handle, you know, Hey, you know what? You're playing third fiddle today. How, how do you respond to that? And, but for you know, to credit Mason Ruff, he's I've never I this guy has handled this so professionally. He's he's not crying, he's not moaning, he is just taking it in stride. He's been a true professional. And I think that deserves uh, I think that deserves applause and, and credit from Steelers fans instead of the booze that he got in the first preseason game. Um so, you know, I think but I think what you're gonna see is this time around, Mitch gets, you know, a bit with the first team and then Kenny gets a bit more with the first team, maybe three or four drives where he gets an opportunity, and then a little bit with the second team, and then you see Mason Rudolph come in there. But I do think they love what they see out of Kenny Pickett. You know, like, I agree with Robert Griffin III's uh, tweet. He said he said he thinks that, like, Kenny Pickett's ready for week one. I'm like, listen, I don't know if he actually is, but he's aced every test they've given him in game right now. And now they want to see, okay, how does he do when we increase the reps against first-team talented defenses? Yeah, you know what? It's funny, Chris. I, w- I was thinking that same thing uh, yesterday as to how, you know, we spent a lot of time in the buildup to the draft talking about how Kenny Pickett felt like he was just miles ahead of all the quarterbacks in terms of being NFL ready. I, I-, I think we got away from that a little bit, but I think that that's starting to, to reappear with-, with how solid he's been in these two games. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, this this is the guy that we we talked about how ready he was going to be with 49 starts and-, and all that he was able to do in terms of just that sample size at Pitt. Um, and hey, we'll see one more uh, one more preseason week here for him to to continue to to maybe ask some of those questions. It's our buddy Chris Carter who's answering the questions with us now here on the Steelers Blitz. Chris, uh, final one I got as it relates to the offense for you. Um, you know, with 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 the offensive line and some of those things that we've been discussing. I, I know Najee Harris didn't play, but it, it still feels like this team is struggling to run the football. I mean, I know at halftime, I don't know if this ended up lasting, but I know at halftime, I mean, mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky was the Steelers' leading like six rusher. Six rushing yards total. At, at yeah. halftime. Um, to me, we're going to talk a lot about the quarterbacks. We're going to talk a lot about the offensive line. Uh, those things, you know, all work in, in correlation with the run game as well, too. And if that offensive line is struggling, hey, it's it's not just affecting the quarterbacks, but they could have another year where they struggle to run the football consistently. That's, you know, a, a concern that's kind of still on my mind as we approach the end of the preseason here. 
Absolutely, it was a concern, a major concern uh, for for that game. Now, I will say this: the run game was there against Seattle, so it's not like this mm. has been. It's, it's like red alert, red alert. Like this is, <laughs> there's no chance that this is going to happen. It's, it, they're not on that level, but there is a concern. Like, okay, this is a bad day. But as I went back and I rewatched the game Sunday, and I tweeted this out on my Twitter account at Carter Critique, the offensive line's problems were more like popcorn. That's a mm-hmm. phrase you're going to hear from Mike Tomlin when he says, like, hey, a problem comes from over here, then a problem comes from over here. But it's always one problem at a time. It's not like all five or four of the five or even three of the five are just getting demolished every play. I mean, there was one rep where Benny Snell had a pitch out wide mm-hmm. and had Chikuma, everyone else blocked it perfectly. If mm-hmm. Chikuma Korfor just as soon just sealed his guy to the inside, he has, Snell has the sideline. Linebacker flash through. I know exactly what you're talking about. Absolutely. I, exactly. Mm-hmm. See, most of you be watching that all 22. <laughs> Come like on, me. man. <laughs> Come on now. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's what I'm saying. Like that, like, that was one play. Everyone else, even Kendrick Green, who I was very harsh on after, after this game, even Kendrick Green did a solid job on, on that play. Then there were other plays where, you know, Mr. Trubisky was dealing with pressure. The one pass that bounced off of Deontay Johnson's hands. Everyone else, mm-hmm. you know, protected very well. But Dan Moore Jr. got beat by Josh Allen. Mr. Trubisky had to bail the pocket. So it's just one of those things where, like, it's just it's, – everyone. It's like they need the line to be consistent. They need everyone to get on the same page. That takes time. It's not an overnight thing. It's so funny. Every year we say – I try to warn people before the training camp starts and before preseason starts, hey – this thing is going to take time. You're going to see some struggles. This this group is very young. Don't don't expect them to be superstars right away. And then as soon as the preseason comes, oh, the offensive line never figured it out. They're not a great offensive <laughs> line. They're going to stink. No, there's no hope. And I'm just like, okay, what did I say just about a month ago? And that's where I think we're at with this offensive line. You know, yes, and I and I said they, I, I even said them out that they need some help. And whether the help is just better work, more opportunities, or getting some outside help, they need something. But Never will you hear me hear me in the preseason doom a group to never be able to prove unless it's like the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> <laughs> now, I do have a, a question, though, because we obviously know that the Steelers did spend money on that offensive line this offseason, bringing in James Daniels, bringing in Mason Cole, yeah. and uh, Payne Chooks as well. Um, is it right, though, or is it fair for people to be a little bit alarmed at how bad they looked at times against that Jaguars defense? Because... When we talk about popcorn, that's the exact same thing we talked about last year with this offensive line. Yes, it is. And that was one of the mm-hmm. big things that people were like, oh, we got to bring in new people so we don't have to keep dealing with this popcorn issue. So now you're telling me we spent even more money on this offensive line. <laughs> we still have, if we're being real about it, we still have, what, three of the starters from last year coming back. When you're talking mm-hmm. damn more chooks in either Dotson or Kendrick Green. So to me, I'm just trying to figure out, like, if we shouldn't be alarmed now, how <laughs> long of a leash do we allow these guys to have when we keep seeing, you know, similar results? Well, again, there's also a difference between alarmed and concerned. Absolutely, hmm. be concerned. Like okay, that, okay. That concern will not will not lift. I'm not I'm not saying oh it's just pe- it's just you know peaches cream and ice cream <laughs> right now. Like everything. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that everything's great for this offensive line. I am saying though that like. The idea that there's no hope for this offensive line that they will never figure it out, I think, is a little too much out, okay. out, out there. I, but I will say this: Jay Daniels was was some. You know, I heard all the hype during during uh, practices that he was the leader of this group mm-hmm. that he was doing so well. He has not looked good. In these you first saw that same tape. Granted, yes, <laughs> right. It, it was, it, now, granted, you know, if you look back at his at his Bears tape, there were similar seasons mm-hmm. where he had with them where he would struggle early on, and then by like. 
week four, week five, you saw him start to be more consistent. So he's a 24-year-old guy. He's also very young. Mm-hmm. Maybe he, he takes some time. And maybe that's the same thing for guys like Kevin Dotson and Mason Cole. I thought Mason, I think Mason Cole has been one of the cleaner offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. I also think Jakuma Core for, you know, barring that one play where he missed the block on the run, I think he's been actually pretty solid this position. I, I haven't noticed him make a whole lot of mistakes. So, you know, this is a group where I, I do think there's upside too. Again, they just got to they, – they need time together to make it work. I would say to answer your question, when should you be alarmed? If by week eight we are still looking at this group like they have not had a good game yet, then mm. it's like, oh, boy, this is going to be a problem. But one thing I want to remind people about, because people are saying, oh, you can't, you can't go far in the NFL. You can't have a winning season unless you have a, like a really good offensive line. Uh, what were the Bengals last year? Didn't wasn't Joe Burrow like always running for his life? Wasn't that they that they, they there is a model for that? In fact, the last time the Steelers won the Super Bowl with Ben Roethlisberger, they had quote unquote the worst offensive line to win a Super Bowl. And all hey, that offensive stuff. line, who's laughing now? I, I'm just saying though. Exactly. In, in both of them situations, we talking about unicorns at quarterback though. That's that's my <laughs> only that, that's my only. Hey. That's hey, my only rebuttal. Hey, oh, those comes, are unicorns. Here comes, here comes. <laughs> but you know, but but you know what eats unicorns? Panthers, sir. All right. Uh, uh, okay. Okay. Wait, hold on. You got uh, okay. you out here hunting endangered. You out here hunting endangered species? Is that what you guys are on over there? No, no. Don't I'm you, not, don't, don't, don't you, you guys? Don't you put I me think, out there with him? I'm not hunting. He said that. I, I'm, I'm not, not a you guy. I'm not a part of that. I'm not hunting anything. <laughs> save, hashtag save the unicorns. I mean, geez, Louise. Save the unicorns. <laughs> I'm just like, man, because Ben and hunting. Burrow. Because Ben and but, but, I agree with you. But when you talk about Ben and when you talk about Joe, the things that do make them special is that when they are under pressure like that, they still are able to be elite talents. They're still able to quiet that storm. We haven't seen can Kenny do that over a, number one, a full oh, half yeah. versus quality opponents. I mean, in this game, we I saw agree. him for eight snaps. Last week, we saw him against mm-hmm. the college guys out there for the second half. So even even though he's being, you know, good in those situations, they are very, very small sample sizes. And that's for me where I'm just like, Man, how do I hang my hat on a Kenny or a Mitch or even a Mason being able to survive the way that we've seen Joe Burrow or more importantly how we saw seven have to survive at times early in their careers? I just don't know if any of those three guys have the same level of talent like those guys do to not just do it for one game, but to do it for a whole 17-game sample size. And that's the difference when you talk about Joe and when you talk about seven. They were doing this for full season sample sizes, not situationally, not a quarter here, once every four weeks. It was like, no, we saw Joe Burrow get hit 12 times, sacked nine times, and come back the next week and still ball up with, under the same circumstances. That's my mm-hmm. only concern when we're talking about our unit versus those two particular guys. Hey, listen, I'm not, again, I'm not saying it seems to agree. I'm not saying it's, it's everything is right under the sun right now for them. But I'm, I am saying, there are opportunities to win without them being an elite group. And there's opportunities for this group to grow into a more cohesive unit, not into the most cohesive unit, but I mean, you know, there's, there, there's been plenty of times where you look back, like even in that year in 2008, when that offensive line, they got destroyed by the Philadelphia Eagles. They had like, gave up like nine sacks on Ben Roethlisberger. But as the year went along, there were some really good games that they put together. And again, inconsistent, but occasionally they started to figure out as the year went on, they got a little more together. You're not asking for this group to be Marquise Pouncey, David DeCastro and Marcus Gilbert, Ron Foster and Alejandro Villanueva. You're not asking them to be that. You're just asking me, Hey, just don't lose the game right now. Just just hang in there. 
Don't get, don't give up a gap pressure like you did against the Jaguars to you know five or six times, and and make it so that our quarterbacks can at least you know have a three step drop, get the ball out quick and in process and make their read. And frankly, I think one thing that can, that can help offset that, and it did in 2008 again, is the skill position players. And this is a comparison that I, oh, I feel yeah. more comfortable. Oh yeah, absolutely. With the Bengals, this with Najee Harris to Joe to Joe Mixon, mm-hmm. talk about it. There's both play at a very high level. You look at the, the Steelers receiving core this year with the potential of George Pickens to be a superstar type of talent, and I'm not exaggerating by saying that. You have Deontay Johnson, and you have Chase Claypool, who I think is about to have a, big, a bigger year than most people expect. You have – I didn't even bring up Pat Frymouth, Zach Gentry, and even Connor Hayward, who I've been impressed with. You have a lot of skill position players who can get open, force defenses to honor them, and those are ways that you can offset an offensive line that is mediocre or below average. Um, they, my, my, my biggest thing is they can't be complete failures. And there were, there were times that they were looking like complete failures in this Jaguars game. If this is the basement, if this is the bottom floor, the Steelers are fine. But if it does get worse, yeah, they ring all the alarms, go sign J.C. Treader, you know, see if, uh, you know, see, see if anybody's willing to come back right now. They're like, Alan Fanica, I know you're in the Hall of Fame, but do you have a moment? Craig, Wol- Craig Wolfley, can we get you, can we get you signed Wolfley, up out there? Can we get you in here? Uh, yo, funny. I like it. Uh, just a couple more minutes here with Chris uh, Carter, of course, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, Locked on Steelers podcast. Chris, um, I would be remiss. You know, you, you talk about room to grow there for the offensive line. Another area where it feels like uh, we might have to have some patience, where there is certainly some room to grow from finishing dead last in the league last year, is uh, run defense. And yep. I haven't exactly been overly encouraged by that to this point either. Um, you know, you say you're, you said, and, I, and I'm with you, that it's fair to be concerned about the offensive line, but but wouldn't panic or sound the alarm yet? Is that kind of the same same wavelength you're on for the for the defense as it relates to uh, to stopping the run? Well, yes, especially because we haven't seen them play with Cam Hayward yet, and I, I think Cam Hayward uh, and and Ogan Joby, who develops uh, with them and gets into a rhythm with them as a defensive front, um, you have those two guys with Wormley and Alulu in there healthy. Um, and then you're bringing in the louder notes of the Lials. I think that's when you start to see this group. Also, Alex Highsmith hasn't been back, and T.J. Watt isn't exactly playing every snap. I would, I would put the, put the caution. I put a caution sign up for the run defense. It's definitely a, a sign of concern. You know, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's, it's something that, that that you want to see more of. But it's not something I'm hitting the red alert button for yet. Um, now if there's an opportunity to add to the room, sure, fine. And some of this does also stem to the linebackers. You know, Miles Jack looks good. Devin Bush yeah, looks better than the first game, still not great. I actually thought Robert Spillane did a better job in this game as well. But um, it's going to be one of those things where they need to just they, they need to keep they need to keep playing, keep getting more reps with those guys. And when the whole first team is in there, it's not going to come together immediately. It's, you know, this is going to that's going to be an aspect of this game that's going to develop. But I think by week four or five. You're going to see, especially if those guys stay healthy, you're going to see these guys start to gel a bit more, play better against the run, and it's going to be something that grows. But I think that's also the thing that Steelers fans may, might not be as accustomed to because you know, Steelers fans kind of got lulled. And, again, this is the whole spoiled thing of, of rooting for an organization that's been as consistent as the Steelers. You know, people came in for so many years thinking, oh, Ben Roethlisberger's here. Oh, they got stars like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mark Davis, Bryant, Hines, Wards, and Fulio. And it was so, so often it was just like, hey – there's just this expectation that this group is going to come out and hit the hit the ground running, um, and even with the defense when they were healthy, you know that you know they're all they're just just an expectation they're going to come out and hit the ground running. These aren't those type of groups. Both sides of the ball have elements to their game that are going to need to form to formulate. Are going to take time to come together. You're going to need to marinate them a little bit, and then 
you're going to be able to, to, to bring it out. You know, like, well, Wes, you're a, you're a chef extraordinaire. I was about to say, you, you said marinade, man. Ribs, if, Come on now. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> when you, like, you smoking some ribs, when you when you smoking some food and you put it on a smoker, if you brought it out after an hour, it'd be, it'd be too early. But some of them, you got to put it's it in a there. It's a process. You uh-huh. It's a, a process. It's a process. Talk about exactly. it. Exactly. And you got to let it cook. And I think that's where the Steelers are this year is that this is not – Ready to this is this is not ready made like the chef has been already cooking for you know eight years of experience. Uh, this is hey you know what this has to go in there this has to formulate and you gotta try you gotta do some trial and error with these groups. Let these guys figure out what their best game is not just individually but as a team. This stuff takes time, but again that's why that, that's why this is a long season and I've said all along don't ring the alarms just yet. Let's see where they grow. Again, week five for the run defense. I give it week eight for the offensive line. All right, all right. Chris Carter, he's here, he's there, he's everywhere. Kind enough to lend us some of his time on a Monday. Make sure you're checking out his work in the PG. Subscribe to the Locked on Steelers podcast as well. CC, thank you for the time as always. All right, and, and take it easy on the unicorns out there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, man. Unicorns need hey. love too, baby. Again, it's not me. I just Panthers <laughs> like to eat them, and who knows? They'll be eating some Mountaineers probably in a week. About Ooh, a week or so, huh? hell to pit. Oh, uh, y'all some cannibals? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna need to you're gonna need to make sure you bust out the marinade for that. All right, so, uh, from what you guys tell me, the Mountaineers don't have any running water or anything like that. So you know you might have to you might have to do some cleaning up. Chris, great stuff, buddy. We 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 thank you for your time. Seriously, I know you got a million things going on. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Thanks, folks. There he is, Chris Carter of the Post Gazette. Now still a Locked On Steelers podcast. Uh, always, always fun. Always, always fun, fun. Always laying it down. Uh, we got to get to our final break here. We come back on the other side. Some more thoughts. You know, we'll follow up on some of those run defense and, and offensive line things that we didn't discuss in the first segment of the show. We also uh, got a couple tweets here as it relates to Saturday's preseason game that we'll get to as well. Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler, you're listening to the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 